Welcome to the Language of Ahava podcast, a podcast for families with young children. So what happens when a rabbi and an early childhood teacher walk into a podcast? I think it's going to be fun, and I'm sure it's going to be about connections. Hi, I'm Karen DeWister, and I'm the early childhood teacher. And I'm David Steinhardt. I'm the senior rabbi at B'nai Torah Congregation. Every conversation that I have with Karen is always fascinating and leads to new ideas. So joining together with Karen, making connections together is really what our goal is. I thank you because what the perspective that you bring to my world and my experiences from the Torah, from tradition, from community, um, from parenthood and grandfatherhood, it's all magnificent. So here comes our podcast. Uh, we'll be posting every other Friday just before Shabbat because we want to make these connections with you. And when you give a little ahava, you make this world a better place. I'm ready, Karen. Let's get going. Here we go. Welcome to the first podcast of The Language of Ahava, a podcast for young families. And we are getting ready for Rosh Hashanah. So from an early childhood perspective and from our rabbi's perspective, hello, Rabbi Steinhardt. Hi, Karen. We are excited to launch us into meaning and a perspective of ahava, the language of love. How do we connect to ourselves, our families, our children, our community, as we prepare for Rosh Hashanah? Rabbi, how in the world, with all of the insanity of back to school, of trying to figure out what it means to come together for the high holidays in this world this year, <laughs> How do we prepare for this? What do we need to feel, think, do? It's a pretty <laughs> loaded question, but I think that um, everything that we ultimately want to give our children really starts with the home and starts with our relationships with our spouses and with our children together. So preparation, the whole concept of preparation is something that's really important for children to learn, not just for the holiday, but for all the tasks of life, you know, you don't just go to school without getting your stuff together. You don't just go to school without the preparation that's necessary. And we learn that in uh, our tradition also, there's preparation for just about every ritual that we do. In uh, the Jewish tradition, this is a whole month of preparation that comes before Rosh Hashanah. So I think that the, the concept of preparation itself is important to teach. But okay. we also, but okay, go on. Mike, wait, it, but help us differentiate because what I fear, and one of the things I was thinking about preparing for this is how do we separate preparation from anticipation and anticipation being anxiety and worry? Like, oh my gosh, what's the new year gonna bring? How awful might it be? What uncertainties might be there that are gonna whack us on the side of the head and shake all of my confidence as a parent to keep my family and my world safe for this new year? You know, I'm a rabbi, I'm also a parent and a grandparent, but I'm also, I also was someone's child at one point. And I learned something wonderful from my own mother and father, and that was optimism. So that they taught me that whatever the situation might be, 
We have to look forward and things can always be a little bit better as it were. The very first Broadway show my parents took me to was a, a play called Ben Franklin in Paris. And the most important song in that musical was half the battle is learning to smile. So I think it's really important in spite of the difficulties of these times and the anxieties that we as parents might be feeling, it's also really important to project optimism, to project you know sweetness. And that's kind of what's going on here with Rosh Hashanah. There's a year approaching us. The way we, the way we present to the, to the kids might be a little bit different than the way we internalize it as adults. In fact, it should be. But I think our job as parents is to say, we're starting a new year. What do you want for this new year? You know, who do you want to see this new year? What kind of, you know, things do we hope for in this new year? And keep it optimistic. Even the darkest times, you know, have the possibility for light. And that's where we got to place ourselves. And, and from a spiritual point of view, if, if you don't feel um, protection from something bigger than ourselves and this crazy world, you can feel the protection of a community, of not being alone and isolated in the struggles and the challenges. So that's why these two perspectives, I think, come together so meaningfully for young families. And I know from a parenting support point of view, you may not always feel enough. You may not always feel like you know enough. You, you may not always feel like you deserve to be on the pedestal that your children see you and put you on. But the reality is you are so enough and feeling that center of calm that you then create for your families changes children. And, and yes, we have anxiety and yes, we have fear, but we can manage that not dishonestly in front of our children, but in a different authentic way that brings us to a kind of emotional intelligence, emotional calm, and the protection and support of community and being in this together. In Hebrew, Karen, the word for security and trust is from the same root. They're essentially the same word. And so if we want to uh, create security for our children, and we know how that how important that is for personality development, for their sense of self, then they have to know that they can trust us. And so we have to constantly let our kids know that we are there for them, that we are the trusting partner that they need in this world. Now, for adults who live in a world that can be very unpredictable, very random, right? We need to both be able to trust in our relationship with our our loved ones, our family members. And also, you know, for those who hold on to faith, there's got to be a trust in God, this sense that we can make sense out of this world, that even in the random nature of things, there's predictable aspects and we have agency. We can make things happen. And that's what we have to do together. I have two more questions for you before we close this. One is that um, the holidays and the Jewish traditions give us an anchor. 
in, in a way that I know for young children, when they are having tantrums, when they are overwhelmed, we have to be the calm outside of their storm. And hopefully Jewish community does that for grownups, that something is holding an anchor, holding a safety net when we are spinning and swimming and flailing. Um, so we are posting this on Shabbat. Shabbat is an opportunity every week to reground and reset ourselves. I want you to say something about that. Um, and then for the- Let me, Let's stop there. Let me say, hold on to your second question. Ritual grounds us. You know, when we do something every Friday night, be it a prayer over challah, be it a blessing over wine, you know, blessing our children, we feel grounded in the place where we- where we're coming from. And that does create a sense of comfort and a sense of security. As we approach Rosh Hashanah, let's talk about what kind of a round challah we're gonna make. Let's talk about, let's go online and shop for the different types of honeys that are available. And there's all different types of honey available. And that honey is about sweetness. We want, we want our lives to be sweet. We want to experience sweetness in our family. So the rituals are so important. The blowing of the shofar, it's a wake up. This year's beginning and this year's gonna bring us hope. Yes, yes. All right, I'm not even gonna ask my second question. I'm gonna save it for another podcast because it's gonna be about the turning and the coming home. The coming home to ourselves that the new year brings and the coming home to each other. So let's make that a wrap. Um, thank you, Rabbi. I am feeling a bit of optimism. And, and the only other thing I wanna say is, if you're overwhelmed by the idea of Judaism and big traditions, what I can share is I came to Jewish traditions and Jewish community through the eyes of toddlers and the under two group. So I'm here to say, when you're thinking about that round hala, when you're thinking about all the sensory experiences, either of Shabbat or of the holidays, connect as your children will connect. And then you can set down those roots, not just for your children, but for yourselves. Any final thoughts, Rabbi? There, there are a number of different greetings. Have a good year. Have a good and blessed year. May it be a good and a sweet year. Thanks, Karen. Nice to be with you. See you in a few weeks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today, for being part of this moment, for being part of these Ahava connections, and for trying to give a little Ahava to one another. Thank you to my co-host, Rabbi David Steinhardt, for always adding timeless wisdom and a meaningful connection to our world and to this podcast. Thank you, B'nai Torah Congregation, for being our community of support and a place to share with one another. You hold us together in a world that is too often pulling us apart. Thank you to Cantor Magda Fishman for your voice, your whistling, your song, and the soul that you bring to everything you do. If you don't know Cantor Fishman, please check her out at B'nai Torah Services. You will be transformed and inspired. Finally, thank you to the Jewish Federation of South Palm Beach County for helping to fund this Ahava podcast and Ahava Nature Shabbat. And to our Ahava Malahim, 
our angels, the families who also help underwrite these Ahava projects. For more information about B'nai Torah Congregation, the website is btcboca.org. You can also find me, Karen Deerwester, at familytimeinc.com. Until next time, Shabbat Shalom and give a little Ahava. Take care. When you give a little love, you see, you make this world a better place, a much better place to be. When you give a little ahava, when you give a little love, you'll see, you'll make this world a better place, a much better place to be. You'll make this world a better place, a much better place to be.